For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part 18 of the series. Let's begin our teaching on Two Houses and the New Testament. Now, in this teaching, we're going to cover Yeshua healing the ten lepers. We're going to look at Yeshua ministering to the woman at the well in John chapter 4 and the events surrounding the woman who was caught in adultery in John chapter 8. Now, in looking at these things, we're going to see how they all are going to teach us about the role of the Messiah to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel. So let's see how this is so. And we're going to begin by looking at Yeshua's healing of the 10 lepers. And in doing so, we're going to see that the exiles of Israel for breaking the covenant, they're regarded as having a spiritual status of being leprous. Yeshua's ministry is all about gathering and uniting the 12 tribes of Israel. In Matthew chapter Chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, it is written, It came to pass when Yeshua had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Messiah, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you he that should come? What he's asking is, Are you the Messiah? Or do we look for another who is the Messiah? So Yeshua's answer is his biblical claim that he is the Messiah. And so he answered this way. Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. And that's what we're going to focus on in the first part of this teaching. That Yeshua said that his ministry is to cleanse the lepers. And in doing so, he said, blessed is he that shall not be offended in me. So now we're going to see that the blind, the lame, the lepers, the deaf, etc. are terms that describe the spiritual status of the exiles of Israel for breaking the covenant. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 202, it explains that when Israel committed the sin of the golden calf, there were those among them who became blind, deaf, lame, poor, and leprous. Rabbi Simeon, son of Yohai, taught when Israel stood before Mount Sinai and said, all that the Lord has spoken we will do and obey, from Exodus in chapter 24, verse 7. At that 
that moment, there was nobody among them that had issue. No one had leprosy. No one was lame. No one was blind. No one was dumb. No one was deaf. There were no lunatics and no imbeciles. There were no dullards and there were no doubters. But after they committed the sin of the golden calf, there were those among them who had issue, who were lepers, who were lame and blind, dumb and deaf, lunatics and dullards. And that's when the commandment went out that is recorded in Numbers chapter 5 and verse 2. Let them put out of the camp every leper and everyone that has an issue. Exile is a punishment for having leprosy, as we can see from the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah from Numbers 7, 3. That they send out of the camp every leper. You find that just as a mortal king has army chiefs, so God has army chiefs. As it says, take ye the sum of the congregation of the children of Israel. Numbers in chapter 1 and verse 2. A mortal king has of exile for those condemned to banishment. And God also has a place of exile for those condemned to banishment. As it says in Numbers chapter 5 verse 2. That they send out of the camp every leper. In the Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 7, 10. There's another exposition. Command the children of Israel from Numbers chapter 5 in verse 2. The rabbis explain the verses applying to exile. Command the children of Israel as if to say. Because Israel has transgressed the commandment. They have incurred the penalty of being sent away. That is exile. Hence it is written and let them send away from the camp. Sending away has the meaning of exile. As you read, send them out of my sight and let them go forth. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 1. Out of the camp. That is out of the land of Israel where the Shekinah has its camp. And the children of Israel did so and put them out without the camp. Numbers chapter 5 verse 4. When they sinned, they went into exile as the Lord spoke unto Moses. So did the children of Israel. What did the Holy One, blessed be he, speak to Moses? That if they would repent while in any of the kingdoms or nations where they might be, the Holy One, blessed be he, would gather them together, as it says, and it will come to pass when all these things are come upon you, the blessing and the curse, and you will return and hearken to his voice, and the Lord your God will bring you into the land, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. This comes from Deuteronomy and chapter 30 and verses 1 through 6. So did the children of Israel indicates that the children of Israel are destined to do repentance in after days and will be redeemed, as it says, in repentance and rest shall you be saved. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15. Moreover, as a leper, one that has an issue and one that is unclean by the dead will never be clean until they go into ritual clean water. So the Holy One, blessed be He, will sprinkle clean water upon them and cleanse them, as it says in Ezekiel in chapter 36 verse 25, and I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean. In Matthew in chapter 8 verses 1 through 3, we have an account where Yeshua is healing leprosy. When he come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Yeshua put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. In Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11, we have an account where Yeshua heals 10 lepers. In Luke chapter 17, verses 11 and 12, it is written, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Now, Samaria is the land area where the northern kingdom lived and they intermarried with their captors, that is those of the Assyrian Empire. And he entered into a certain 
certain village and there met him 10 men that were lepers which stood afar off. So the 10 men is going to be a reference to the 10 tribes of Israel. They're leprous because they departed from the Torah and they're going to be standing afar off because they got scattered far into the nations of the world, even to the ends of the earth. In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 186, he explains regarding the Samaritans that they are Israelites. The Samaritans, to be sure, most of them were descended from the Ephraimites or the northern kingdom who had intermingled more or less or intermarried with the Assyrian colonists. In Luke chapter 17 verse 11, we see that the 10 lepers who Yeshua is going to heal, they are in Samaria. And then in verse 12, it says they are 10 men who stood afar off. The house of Jacob is near and far off in their exile. The southern kingdom or the house of Judah, they're regarded as being near in their exile. But the northern kingdom or Ephraim or the 10 tribes are regarded as being far off in their exile. Let's look at this. In 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 46, it is written, If they sin against you, for there is no man that sins not, and you be angry with them and deliver them to the enemy so that they carry them away captive into the land of their enemy far or near. So here we are told that the captivity or the exile in the nations of the world is associated with his people being far or near. Now let's look at Daniel in chapter 9 in verse 7 where it is written, O Lord, righteousness belongs unto you, but unto us confusion of face as it is this day to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem is a reference to the southern kingdom or the house of Judah or the Jewish people. And unto all Israel. Now that's a reference to the northern kingdom, the ten tribes or Ephraim that are near and far off throughout all the countries where you've driven them. So the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem are near in all the countries where you've driven them. And all Israel is far off in all the countries where you have driven them. Paul used these terms near and far off, speaking of the exiles of Israel and the role of the Messiah to forgive their sins and to gather them and to make them one in Ephesians in chapter 2 in verses 13 and 14 and verses 17 and 18 as it is written. But now in Messiah Yeshua, you who are sometimes far off, that would be the northern kingdom, that would be Ephraim or the ten tribes, are made near by the blood of Messiah. See, the salvation or the deliverance of the northern kingdom and being far off is by the blood of Messiah. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14, for he is our shalom. He is our peace. And he's made both one. That is northern kingdom and southern kingdom. He's made both one and he's broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And he came, that is Yeshua, and preached shalom to you that were far off. That is the northern kingdom. And also to those that are near. That is the southern kingdom or the house of Judah. For through him, through Yeshua, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. In Luke chapter 17, verse 13, we see that Yeshua is going to show mercy to the ten lepers, as it is written. And they lifted up their voices and said, Yeshua, Master, have mercy on us. Mercy and compassion is associated with the gathering and uniting of the twelve tribes of Israel. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 1, it is written, For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will choose Israel and set them into their own land. So setting them into their own land is associated with showing 
showing them mercy. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17 and 18. I will restore health unto you. Restoring health is the end of the exile. I'm going to heal you of your wound. The wound is the exile, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeks after. Then in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 18, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tents and have mercy on his dwelling places. Mercy is shown to Jacob when we bring again his captivity. So the end of the exile of the house of Jacob is associated with mercy being bestowed upon him. We can see how this principle is so in Ezekiel chapter 39 and verse 25. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel. I will bring again the captivity. I will have mercy upon the whole house of Israel. In Luke chapter 17, verses 14 and 15, it is written, And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. Now, if the lepers are going to show themselves to the priests, they are following Torah. So in Yeshua giving the lepers mercy, he then instructs them in imparting mercy upon them. He instructs them to go to the priest or to follow Torah. The response to accepting Yeshua as your Messiah is to love him and keep his commandments or to follow his Torah. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As you seek to believe that Yeshua is the Messiah and love him and keep his commandments, follow his Torah, you are cleansed. In other words, you are going to be living a non-dirty life. What is a dirty life? A dirty life is a sinful life. So what's a clean life? A non-sinful life. And so Yeshua and following his Torah causes you to live a clean life. Luke chapter 17, verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Now, turning back, if you relate that back to the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for turning back is shuv. It means to return, to turn back, to repent, to restore. And so one of them that was healed, one of them who prophetically, as we're seeing, accepts Yeshua as the Messiah, will turn back, will then ultimately express their faith in him by following his Torah. The exiles of Israel are gathered when they turn back, when they repent. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 and 2. And it will come to pass when all these things are come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I've set before you, and you shall call them to mind. You shall call is the Hebrew word shuv, repent. It means to turn back. Among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and you shall return. Once again, the Hebrew word here is shuv. It's the Strong's number 7725 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And what is associated with his people turning back? It is this. If you'll turn back and obey my voice, that means to follow the Torah, according to all that I command you this day, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul, that this will be the result, that then the Lord your God will turn your captivity and have compassion upon you. He will return and gather you from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. In Luke chapter 17, verse 15, the prophetic meaning of what is happening here. Now remember, when Yeshua is healing these 10 lepers, this is something that literally happened. But what literally happened is prophetic of Yeshua's role to ultimately heal the disease of the exiles of Israel. And the disease here that they're said to have had is leprosy. Leprosy is skin disease. What is skin? The flesh. What happens when you follow after the flesh? You sin. So leprosy represents skin disease or not following the Torah. But when you're healed of leprosy, when you're healed of skin disease, 
disease. If you are healed from breaking the covenant, that means you seek to follow the covenant, to follow the Torah. And so in Luke chapter 17, verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. That means followed the Torah. And the one who turned back, one who followed the Torah, it was with a loud voice that they glorify God. So what's the meaning of loud voice? Well, if we take this phrase loud voice back in the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for it would be a teruah. And the Feast of Trumpets is known as Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. The biblical name is Yom Teruah, which is the day of the awakening shout. In Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24, it is written, speak to the children of Israel saying, in the seventh month, in the first day of the month, that would be Yom Teruah, that would be Rosh Hashanah or the new year. You shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. The word blowing is teruah. It means a loud shout, an awakening blast. The shofar is the symbolic instrument that the scriptures refer to that gathers the exiles of Israel. In Isaiah chapter 27 verse 13 it is written, and it will come to pass in that day, what day? The day of the Lord, that the great trumpet or the great shofar will be blown and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcasts in the land of Egypt and they shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. Now in Luke chapter 17 verse 15 when one of them when he saw that he was healed turned back that means not only believes that Yeshua is Messiah but then sought to follow his Torah turning back with a loud voice this represents the the shout of the blowing of the shofar which is used to gather of the exiles of Israel glorified God. Luke chapter 17 verse 18. There are not found that returned to give glory to God save this stranger. So when Yeshua gathers the exiles of Israel he will be glorified and those who participate and are a part of the gathering of the exiles of Israel they will be the ones through whom Yeshua is glorified. In Isaiah chapter 35 verse 2 and verse 10 we can see how the glory of God, Yeshua being glorified, is associated with gathering the exiles of Israel. And they will see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy. And so the ransom of the Lord, that is the exiles of Israel coming to Zion, that is the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel and the return of the land, that is seeing the glory of the Lord. And in Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 21 and verse 25, we see the connection between the God of Israel and his glory being seen and the end of the exile of the house of Jacob. And I will set my glory among the heathen. What is setting his glory among the heathen? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel. What did the 10 lepers ask for? For mercy to be showed upon them that then Yeshua said show yourself to the priest but of the ten that got healed only one turned back that means of those that believe in Yeshua only one expressed their faith in him by following his Torah and then with a loud voice that is the blowing of the shofar glorified God and Yeshua is glorified when he gathers the twelve tribes of Israel Yeshua will return when the exiles of Israel are gathered Psalm 102 verse 13 you will arise and have mercy upon Zion 
for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. Psalm 102, verse 16. When the Lord builds up Zion, he will appear in his glory. When is he got to be glorified? When is he got to appear in his glory? When he builds up Zion. What is the building up of Zion? The building up of Zion is the building up of Jerusalem. And here we're told what the building up of Jerusalem is. In Psalm 147 and verse 2, it is written, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. Now we're going to be told what building up of Zion or building up of Jerusalem is. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. So when the Lord builds up Zion or builds up Jerusalem, when he gathers together the outcasts of Israel, he will return in his glory. Now we can understand Yeshua's prayer in John chapter 17 and verse 21, where he says that they all may be one. Who is he praying that would be one? He's praying for the oneness of the 12 tribes of Israel. He's praying for the end of their exile. And what he connects with the 12 tribes of Israel being one is that the world will believe that you sent me. Why will the world believe that Yeshua is Messiah when he gathers the exiles of Israel? Because he's going to do it with signs, wonders, and miracles, and the whole world will be witnessing it physically, those miracles, and they will be on such a scale that the unbelieving world will say that this is supernatural. This is the God of Israel doing this. And then in John chapter 17 and verse 23, Yeshua prayed, I and them and you and me, that they may be perfect in one, that the world will know that you sent me. So Yeshua is glorified. The world will know that he is the Messiah when he gathers and unites the 12 tribes of Israel. And then Yeshua goes on to pray in John chapter 17, verse 22, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them. What's the glory that Yeshua is going to give the 12 tribes who are united and return to the land? They are going to rule and reign with him when he sets up his kingdom, and they are going to be the head over all the nations. So who are the 10 lepers who Yeshua healed? They were Samaritans, Luke chapter 17, verse 16. There were 10 lepers, Luke chapter 17, verse 12. They stood afar off, Luke chapter 17, verse 12. And they were strangers, Luke chapter 17 and verse 18. And these are all terms that describe the 10 tribes of the northern kingdom of Israel. So Yeshua healing the 10 lepers is a prophetic picture of him healing the northern kingdom that would be Ephraim or the 10 tribes. And a part of healing them, he gathers them along with the southern kingdom, the house of Judah or the Jewish people. Now we need to understand what happened at Mount Sinai. There was a marriage that took place at Mount Sinai. And we're going to give you the background to understand Yeshua's conversation with the woman at the well in John chapter 4. So to begin to get this background, we need to realize that at Mount Sinai, there was a marriage made between the bridegroom, who is Yahweh Yeshua, and his bride, that is the house of Jacob. In Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 2, it is written, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, I remember you, the kindness of your youth, the love of your espousal. Espousal is the Strong's number 3623 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. It's the Hebrew word kalula, and it means betrothal or espousal. When you went after me in the wilderness in a land that was not sown. So what we're being told here is that in the wilderness at Mount Sinai, it was the time of betrothal. 
Google. Well, that's going to conclude part 18 of the series on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.